Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Uh, We're in a series called The Long Game, and really it's all about a journey of faith. It's a journey of faith for our lives. And the best definition of faith that I found in in the Bible is found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse, verse 1. And I've shared this from week to week. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The Greek word there in faith denotes a belief, a trust. It denotes a conviction in our lives. It's not merely an idea or a good thought. It's the confidence in God that leads us forward to follow after Jesus. It turns, in, turns our faith into action. Faith is essential if you want to live the long game of life. Faith is essential if you want to, to step into this long game of life. In this series, we are focusing mainly on the men and the women of the Old Testament who practiced great faith. Because they are great role models. The reason we're focusing on them, they are great role models for the long game of faith. The person who is most mentioned for their faith in the hall of faith, which is, which is Hebrews chapter 11, the person that's most mentioned is Abraham. He is highlighted to us as a great example of faith. And before we begin, let's just gain a little background regarding the importance of faith in the Old Testament. Uh, I shared last week how the first 10 chapters of Hebrews really is pointing to a new covenant. This new covenant is all about our faith in Jesus Christ. The author of Hebrews is laying that foundation. How good works was never an answer for salvation. Hebrews is reminding those who had converted from Judaism that salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. Even in today's society, we have many different religions, many different things that want to try to to find salvation or try to find heaven, but without going through Jesus Christ. And guess what? There is only one way to heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? Thank you. I don't care if your mask is on or off, just give me an amen on that one. Amen. Realize that even Abraham was never redeemed by works. Abraham was redeemed because he believed in God. Genesis 15, 6 says, And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Because of his faith. Works was only a byproduct of Abraham's beliefs. Good works should naturally follow our faith. But faith is what is needed for salvation. Good works will never get you into the kingdom of heaven. It is only through our faith in Jesus Christ. See, the reason I want to hit that, because so many people believe that I'm a good person. God's going to love me. He's going to bring me into heaven. No, 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 no. It don't matter how good you are. If your faith is is not in Jesus Christ, guess what? You will not make heaven. That's the truth. I'm a pastor. I preach the truth of God's word. Amen? Righteousness was credited to Abraham because he believed. It's important to understand that even in the Old Testament, the covenant of the Old Testament was built upon faith. Faith is not a new requirement. Faith has always been the requirement of heaven. It is the currency of heaven. It has always been the requirement. It was man who wanted to develop a merit system built around works for somehow that we could earn our salvation. And we still try to do that today. 
I speak on this often because the enemy continues to deceive people with this type of ideology that a person can earn their salvation. I'm a good person. I'm a good person, so I know through my good works and being a good person, I'm going to earn my way into heaven. Being a person of faith who has a relationship with Jesus is the key to your salvation, and it is the key that opens up the door of heaven. Today I want to look, and I just wanted to lay some of that groundwork before we move on for, before this, because I think so many of us can struggle. It's important to understand the author of Hebrews is not talking to sinners. He is talking to believers who have chosen to put their faith in Jesus. But all of a sudden, because of the pressures of life, all of a sudden they started to put their, pre- their, their belief back into Judaism, and they were going to try, try to start earning their salvation again. And he, we as Christians, even though we might not have raised up in Judaism, well, guess what? We start having that same mentality sometimes. Because of my good works, because of my good, as a good person, my morality, I'm going to earn my way into salvation. And I, I, I hit it over and over and over again. Because guess what? Even your pastor, that little idea starts to creep in my head once in a while. And I go, wait a minute. What is, why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing to make myself look good? Am I doing because of this because I, I want to make sure my congregation sees that I'm serving? My, no. I, my works follow my faith. That's the only way that it works. Today I want to look at the life of uh, Abraham and the faith of Abraham. And we can definitely categorize Abraham's life as a long journey of faith, the long game of faith. Now by no means does this mean that Abraham is perfect. Abraham had many faults. But his faith is celebrated because his faith continued to be in God. That's where his faith was found. The passage of scripture that I want to look at today is found in Hebrews chapter 11 verses 8 through 10. Hebrews chapter 11 Verses 8 through 10. So if if you have your Bibles today or your iPhones or if you're watching us online at home, open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. That's where we're going to stay today. Let me read God's word here to you today. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Let's just pause and let's just pray for just a moment. God, I thank you for your word. And God, once again, I ask that the power of your Holy Spirit would illuminate the written word in our lives in such a way that it will take root in us. That it will be life-changing, Lord God. That, Lord God, it will uh, uh, bring illumination into the areas of our lives that, Lord, need to change to be more like you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord God, that you still speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's look at Abraham's faith a little closer and see how living by faith can impact each one of our lives. The first observation I make is that faith is willing to sacrifice. Last week we studied how Noah's life, about Noah's life and how his faith lead, led to obedience. Well, we see this in Abraham's life as well. His faith led him to obedience. When all of a sudden the Lord told him to leave the land that he knew, guess what? He didn't hesitate. He obeyed. The other significant 
uh, observation that I wanted to point out here is that faith is willing to sacrifice. In these two verses, you see the sacrifice of Abraham's life. See, faith and sacrifice many times go hand in hand. It's hard to, it's hard to have faith without sacrifice. I mean, it just naturally comes in our life. For Abraham, his faith in obeying God required him to leave a land that he knew, and it was to, to go into a land that he did not know. It was an incredible step of faith. Abraham and his family, they were quite wealthy. They had great success while living in the Ur of Chaldees and in Haran. Now God is asking Abraham to move to the unknown, to a land that he did not have any idea about. There is no guarantee how this was going to affect his life. But he heard God speak, and guess what? Abraham followed. God did promise Abram that, or Abraham that he would make his family into a great nation, that he would bless him abundantly. And he would, guess what? God even said that he would make him famous. But let's be clear. This is important for the long game of faith. Abraham never realized that in his lifetime. This was a step of great faith to leave all that he had known for something that was visibly unseen. I remember when our family moved to Las Vegas. I keep on talking about Las Vegas, but it just brings up great illustrations. We bought a home that we had never seen before. We had physically not seen it. The very first time we ever saw this home was when we drove into the driveway with our U-Haul truck and we walked in it for the very first time. And I was remembering the difficulty of that, of how, to, how we did that. Can you imagine the difficulty of moving to a land that you have never seen before? Completely. This, can you imagine what Abraham would have felt? He had never seen that land. He had no home. He was going to be a nomad living out of tents. He's basically a refugee in a foreign country. This was a difficult move. Abraham had acquired so many things throughout the years, as I said before. He had a family and many other people who were making this move with him. He must have felt a huge responsibility on his life. And now they will be homeless, wandering in a foreign land, which is completely unknown because God spoke. Let's remember this. There is no GPS. There is no police protection. There is no U.S. embassy. There is no internet. You can't jump on TripAdvisor and all of a sudden find out where the restaurants are, where the hotels are, where's the best place to stop for an attraction. There is none of those things. He was completely relying on God. And as I was praying, as I was thinking about that, I thought, Pastor Tom, or I don't call myself Pastor Tom. Tom, are you relying on God? Am I completely relying on God or what am I relying on that's getting in my way of relying on God? Because living by faith is truly the place that we want to be. Let me mention another thing, one other thing that Abraham and his family left behind. They left behind their gods. It says in Joshua chapter 24 verse 2, we know this because of this. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River, and they worshipped other gods. That's what it says in Joshua 24 too. So when Abraham picked up and he left the land that he knew, he left behind the gods he knew as well. You see, Abraham was born and raised in the Ur of Chaldees. This was a place that worshipped many pagan gods. Did you know this? 
the main god that they worshipped was the moon god. Do you know what the name of the moon god was? I was surprised by it. It was Nana. How many of you ladies are called Nana out there? I'm just saying right now, be careful. It was Nana. It was a Mesopotamian god who was considered the supreme god who controlled the fertility of the crops and herds and families. Prayers and offerings were, were sent up to this moon god on a regular basis. When God called Abraham, God told him to leave his country, his friends, his father's house. Everything that was familiar was left behind, including his gods. In a very similar way, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is calling us to leave things behind in our life. To leave those things that maybe one time held us into our past. Maybe one time had some kind of security in our heart. He's asking us to leave those things behind and put our faith in him. Abraham put his faith in God and God alone. This is why his faith is so great. This is why he's in the hall of faith. This is why his, the, the Lord said he will make him famous one day. Because his reliance was upon God. Remember, again, Abraham was a wealthy man. He had many different things. But he chose not to rely on his wealth. He chose to rely on God. So the application for you and me today. Because if you've been um, a part of this church, you know what Pastor Tom loves to put application out there. And this is things that I was thinking as I was preparing this message and I share this with you today. What item in your life or my life is God asking you to sacrifice or leave behind? What item is distracting you from completely going after God? What is the one thing that's just kind of holding you back? What item is hindering you from a greater relationship, not only with God, but with God's people? Those are the things that God says, hey, put those things behind and follow after me. I'm telling you, I had a word I felt from the Lord as I was preparing this message. It's time to leave those things behind and put them in your past. The second observation I want to share with you today from Hebrews chapter 11 is this. Faith is willing to wait. This is the, this is the difficult one for me. If there's anyone that's difficult, this is mine. Because I don't have a lot of patience. But it says here, faith is willing to wait. Verse 9 states, even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith for he was like a foreigner. Think about it. Abraham arrived to the place that God had promised him. But it's really not his place that he can call his own yet. He's still living out of tents. He doesn't have a place that's set up. He's continually living out of tents. And catch this crazy thought. Abraham's son, Isaac, and his grandson, Jacob, also lived out of tents, never fully receiving the promise of God in their lifetime. You see, the faith of the long game is to believe into something that is greater, and it re requires patience. It requires waiting. It wasn't until Joshua, when Joshua had entered into the promised land some 430 years later that Abraham, that, that fulfillment of that promise was completed. That's a long wait. But faith is the willingness to wait for God's promises to be fulfilled. Part of our faith has to be willing to wait for God's promise to be fulfilled in our life. Even the promise of being a great nation was based on the birth of a child. Do you remember Abraham and Sarah? The birth of Isaac? It was based on a child. 
They, he didn't have, Sarah did not get pregnant until way later in her years. After her years of childbearing, all of a sudden God made that promise be fulfilled. It was, it was in the waiting period of that time when all of a sudden she was pregnant with Isaac, which was the promised child as far as for that nation. Abraham and Sarah kept their faith in God. And it wasn't until those past years that she, be, she became pregnant. God seldom, and this is one of the things I was thinking about. God seldom works in our timing. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, his timing has a purpose. And that's the thing we all have to figure out. He seldom works in your timing, but there's a reason behind why he doesn't work in our timing. There is a purpose behind it. Faith is the willingness to wait, and that requires great discipline. Many times we think waiting is just a waste of time. I think that often. I'm just being honest. Can I be honest with you as a pastor? Man, sometimes I think, man, this is just a total waste of time. But waiting is where the life's greatest lessons are developed. In the waiting is where character is tested and where faith learns endurance. It's the building of a spiritual foundation that will not be easily shaken. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 the promise in Isaiah, he states, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with, with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. We must recognize waiting on the Lord will lead to something greater than we could ever imagine. It's interesting, if you read through Abraham's life, there are two prominent symbols throughout Abraham's life. As you read, and you can find uh, the story of Abraham in Genesis, and you can start reading through his life. And you start reading through it. Let me give you two verses in Genesis chapter 12, verses 7 and 8. It says, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give you this land. So he built there an altar. Everybody say altar. He built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east Bethel and pitched his, everybody say tent. He pitched his tent. With Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. The two symbols in Abraham's life was a tent and an altar. Speaking of waiting, the waiting of his faith. The tent speaks of a person who recognizes they have not arrived to their final destination. They are yet, they're not yet home. They haven't arrived yet. Many times we begin to live in this world and we forget that this world is only temporary, that we have not arrived in our final destination. Have you ever been, how many have ever flown on an airplane before? It's always frustrating to me when all of a sudden, it used to be very few direct flights. Now we have a lot more direct flights, although I think there's less and less direct flights now because of everything's happening. But anytime that you fly on an airplane, you don't have a direct flight and you have a layover. All of a sudden, you get to that place of the layover, and sometimes the layover can be a long layover, and, and maybe you even have to change planes, and, and you get off of that plane, and, and you're walking around in the airport, and you can get enamored with all the other things that are happening around you with the food. But one of the things that you can never do is forget that you have a connecting flight to your final destination. Because if you all of a sudden get enamored with everything else around you, guess what? You're going to miss your flight. The long game of faith is never forgetting that we have a final destination, and that is heaven, and that earth is only a temporary place that we come to. I don't know why God just didn't make me a direct flight to heaven. That would have been really cool. 
but he did it. So I have a temporary place here on earth, but it is temporary. It is just a layover for my life. It is not a permanent dwelling place for me. I need to remember that it's just a tent for me. It is not a permanent housing. My permanent house is being built in heaven. It is a mansion that is built by Jesus Christ. He's preparing a place for you and for me. That's what his word says. And our mind, our heart, our spirit must be faithful to understand. And this is where Abraham, he was living in a tent. But every time when God spoke, he built an altar of praise and worship to the Lord. We must remember that, you know what, this place is not permanent. The long game is heaven. The altar speaks to a life of worship and sacrifice. The world needs to see our worship. The world needs to see our worship. The world needs to see our worship. Because we don't worship the things of this world. We worship the things of another world of heaven. And that is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The world needs to see that our love and our sacrifice goes beyond the temporary things of this world. And we worship Jesus, the eternal one, who is King of kings and Lord of lords. Don't ever get comfortable in a land that God created as temporary. Instead, build an altar of worship, which is a sign that your faith is believing and waiting for something far greater than you could ever imagine or understand, something that you can't even visibly see. That's what Abraham's faith was praised about because he believed something that was unseen. The last observation that I want to share with you today is this. Faith looks forward. Faith looks forward. Faith doesn't look backwards with hope. Faith looks forward with hope. You don't have faith for something that's already passed. You don't. You can celebrate the past. You can be sad about the past. But you can't have faith for the past. It's past. Faith is looking forward to something new. Listen again to verse 10 of Hebrews chapter 11. It says, Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations. A city designed and built by God. As I shared before, the long game is heaven. Abraham had his eyes fixed on heaven. He had his eyes fixed on the prizes, as the Apostle Paul would say. Abraham's faith gave him the ability to be able to see the unseen. Do you know that in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, if you're going to write something down, I want you to write this scripture down. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, because it's such a powerful scripture. It says that God has planted eternity in the human heart. When he created you and me, he has planted eternity in your heart. It's there. All that is required is that we water it with faith. We water that seed that God has planted in our heart of eternity, of of something beyond this temporary world. And we start watering it with the faith that God has also planted in our heart. He's given us all a measure of faith. And when we take that faith and we start watering that seed of eternity, all of a sudden the things of this earth grow dimly, just start to go be dim to us. And the things of heaven start to be clear to us than ever before. And it requires, the only way you can do it, you have to take off your glasses. The glasses that see the temporary. And you have to put on a new set of glasses. The glasses of faith that see the unseen. That's where life begins to change as a Christian, as a follower of Christ. Is to be able to see those things that are not seen. Abraham had the faith to believe. 
catch this, not only did Abraham believe, but Abraham's son Isaac believed. Abraham's grandson Jacob believed. Abraham's great-grandson Joseph believed. It was a lineage of faith because one man had the faith to believe. All of these men are mentioned in the great hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. They all are recorded, faith after faith after faith after faith. This is a really cool last part of scripture that I want to share with you today as we close. I want to read to you verses 13 through 16 because I think it paints a beautiful picture of faith looking forward. Verses 13 of 16 of Hebrews chapter 11. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on this earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had, catch this, if they had longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back. See, as believers, we long for heaven. But man, if you choose to go back to your sin, if you choose to go back to those evil desires, if you choose to go back to those things that take you away, you can. God, God has given you complete freedom to choose. But faith is choosing to believe in something that is greater than those things. It's choosing to believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Let me finish up. I got distracted. Sorry. Let me keep going. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. God was proud of their faith. God was proud that their faith was looking forward to something that was greater. They didn't want to return back to their past, to their past gods, to their past sins, to their past desires, to the fill in the blank. They didn't want to do that. They were looking forward. Their hearts had changed to something better and something greater. Look at that last part of that verse again. God is not ashamed to be called their God. God is not ashamed to be called their God. PT's version, God was proud to be called their God. God was proud because of their faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. These people, all men and women of great faith, and God was proud of them. Because they weren't allowing the things of this world to lead them. They were allowing the Spirit of God to move them forward. Playing the long game means you let go of the past, you hold loosely to the present, and you invest your future by putting your faith into Jesus Christ. That's the long game of faith. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, God, that your word will not return void. I pray today, Lord God, the word of faith, Lord God, the, the, the faith of Abraham that we see, Lord God, of our forefather, Lord God, that set the way for all of us, Lord God. He plowed the ground. Man of great faith. I pray that same type of faith would rise up in each and every one of us today. I speak life, Lord God, over those, Lord God, who are struggling in their faith, who are choosing to live by fear for whatever situation. Maybe they've lost a job and fear has gripped them. 
Maybe their finances aren't looking like, and fear is gripping them. Maybe the coronavirus, Lord God, has trapped them and fear is gripping them. Whatever it might be, Lord God, we are not, we are not supposed to live by a spirit of fear, but we're supposed to live by a spirit of faith. And God, I pray for each and every one of us as followers of you, that faith will arise in our heart and in our life. That, Lord God, we will not make decisions by fear. The only thing we are called to fear is you, God. That is the only thing we're called to fear. And that is a reverent fear, understanding that you are the creator of the heavens and the earth, that you hold our eternity in your hand. And so, God, we fear you, not because you don't love us, but we just fear you because, we, Lord God, we understand the greatness of who you are. And our faith, Lord God, is put in you. Because, Lord God, we know that you love us. How do we know? You sent your son Jesus to die for our sins. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. Give us a spirit of faith that will raise, rise up in us today, I pray. In Jesus' wonderful name. Everyone said? Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.